My remarks are brief here. I want to lead into a time of waiting on the Lord. This verse struck me yesterday and again today. Maybe you know the story, but there's a truth in it where we glibly say, God gives comfort. God does this. God does that. God can strengthen. God can give direction. He that hath an ear, let him hear with the Spirit. So how does that actually work out most times? Maybe you're familiar with the story in Luke 10. Let's look at it. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village, probably Bethany, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, and she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We know this was a famous family. They were friends with Jesus, and they hosted Jesus, it seems, a lot. Jesus would stop there and knew that while people were hating him and plotting his demise, and his own disciples were arguing who was the greatest and all kinds of things like that, he found in that home with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus uh, a place to rest. It's nice to have a place to rest, isn't it? A home, people who understand you, people who don't hassle you. Now, Lazarus became well-known because he died later on, and you know Jesus came and raised him from the dead. And that was the turning point. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, then the religious leaders who wanted to get rid of Jesus said, uh-uh, no more. We got to act. Get Judas, get somebody to betray him, but this can't go on. Now everyone's buzzing. He took a man out of the grave, yelled his name, and he came out. It was such a sensational uh, act by Christ that the Bible tells us that there was a hit put out on Lazarus. They not only wanted to kill Jesus, they wanted to kill Lazarus because his testimony was so strong. When people saw him, they went, oh, that's the guy that Jesus raised from the dead. Nevertheless, this story is Jesus stopping by this house. Now, Mary was the one, it seems like, who greeted him and who asked him to come by. But then she went off into a thousand and one details. Got to make the food. Got to make the set the table. Got to do this. Got to do that. Her sister, who seemed to be younger, Mary, just sat at Jesus' feet. That's a good place to be. Just sitting at Jesus. Was she praying? No, she was listening at Jesus' feet. Closeness, communion, listening, open heart, humble spirit. So she's just sitting there. And Mary's all, you know, they have a word, the Puerto Ricans use it uh, when a kid is all hyper changa. Don't be changa, they say. (laughs) Martha was changa as an adult. She's here, there, everywhere, racing, got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. And she looks around, no one's helping her. Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. This story does not mean there's not a time to serve. No, it's not at all that. There's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to work, and then there's a time to sit at Jesus' feet. But what's interesting about this is 
when Martha comes barging into where Jesus is teaching, she says to him in a distraught way, Master, Lord, I mean, nobody's back in that kitchen but me. And Mary's out here getting all spiritual. How about some help? And then she demands, tell her to help me. Now, actually, the first time, you know, I was cognizant of this as a kid, maybe, and I read it, I was expecting Jesus to say what almost is logical. Mary, she's right. It shouldn't all fall on one person. So get up and give her a hand. She, he says to Martha in front of everyone, Martha, Martha. And in the Greek language that this is written in, there's so many translations of this. You are distracted and fretful and going crazy about so many things. But only one thing is really important. And Mary chose that. She wants to hear me. Boy, that must have put Martha, set her back. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Look how you're running about. The word actually can be denoted to mean commotion, frantic, running around. You're frantic. You're running around. You're all hyper. But Mary, she's chosen the best thing to do, to sit at my feet. And I'm not going to take that away from her. I don't know how that resolved. I don't know who made the meal. But what, what does it matter about physical food if you don't get spiritual food from Jesus? Listen, if you don't hear him, you can have the biggest steak dinner with a baked potato and the whole thing and be empty as a drum. And you can sit at his feet and hear from him and you're happy just with anything. Because man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So what's the story for us today as I close? Maybe a lot of you and a lot of us, I know this verse speaks to me all the time when I read it, and then other times I think God brings it to remembrance to me because I talk to people. I try to counsel people. I got to meet with people. There's financial stuff. There's this. There's that. There's preparing of sermon. There's travel, there's airports, there's this, there's that. And haven't you ever, like I have, caught myself and saying, I'm running around like a chicken without my head when only one thing is needful. So listen to me. You know when God grants peace and your heart is all churning? You know where, grants, where he actually transfers the peace? When you're sitting at his feet. You don't have to be even praying. You don't have to say anything. Open Bible or no open Bible? Where do you think God makes real scripture to you? Just when you read it? No, when you sit at his feet. You have communion with him. You just rest in his presence. Now the natural mind says, no, you got to do, do, do. Come on, we're all type A in a way. We got to do something, build something and all that. But what are you going to, how can you give out anything if you haven't received it first from the Lord? And where he, oh, can't you just see Mary there just drinking that all in? Martha criticized her, but Jesus said, I'm not taking this. So here's what I've learned. You're puzzled and you don't know what to do with your financial situation, your business, or a decision you have to make. Where's the best place for you to be? At Jesus's feet. Right at this altar, not even praying. Maybe not even worshiping, although you can always mingle in worship, but just sitting at his feet, waiting on God. BT12, that's the name of our church at 12 noon on Tuesday. We're getting our own um, hoodies made up because the people want to, uh, they like that. I call them BT12, Tuesdays at 12. 
They'll just sit here for 45, 50 minutes in silence, sitting at Jesus' feet. You know, when you get up, you feel stronger. I know, but what happened? Nothing. You just sat at Jesus' feet. The strength is transferred. The guidance is given. The revelation of scripture. He'll bring scriptures to your mind. Whatever he's promised to do, one of the conduits of it is when we're just sitting at his feet. Is there a time to work for the Lord and set up a prayer table? Absolutely. Set that thing up. So there's a time to do. There's a time to go. But you know what? Most of us are missing time to just sit at his feet. You know, one of the reasons that's so hard now, not just the television and all that, but that little thing you have in your pocket. How many know what I'm talking about? I watch people. I, I, I know some people. I believe they're addicted to their phone. It's an absolute addiction. I saw a picture of a, a football game of, uh, on TV, a football game, and the people, everyone's screaming, the football game's going on, and there's five guys uh, in the front row of one of the tiers, all on their phone. I mean, dude, you paid a lot of money. Watch the game. No, got to be on the phone. How many know the spirit I'm talking about? Do, 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 go, 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 talk, talk. Be hyper, think about it, worry about it, fret about it. And the last thing we sometimes to do that we are led to do is just to sit at his feet. But I'll give personal testimony. The best things that have ever happened in my life, a lot of them, have happened just sitting at his feet. I got the idea of the first book I ever wrote, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, just sitting at his feet. What was I doing? Nothing. Listening. See, when you read the Bible, those are words on a page. But that's just a mental concept that goes in your head. And then you make structures in your head of doctrine. But when you sit at his feet, he speaks these words to your heart. The Holy Spirit makes them alive. How many have ever had God make a verse alive to you? And just, it comes alive. And the best time is sitting at his feet because then you're listening. No distractions, no phone, no noise just sitting at his feet. A lot of you who are, are needing something from the Lord tonight, especially direction or strength, like the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trouble. When does he comfort us usually? When is that transferred to us? When we're sitting at his feet. It's so contradictory to our culture and even our church culture. Ask Pastor Key. He'll tell you, everybody's just hyper. Do, 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 do. Program, program, program. Set up the meeting. Run the program through. But I suggest to you today, one of the best places we ever could be is just sitting at his feet. How many want more time in your life just sitting at his feet? Lift your hand. I mean, that's just in a chair. You know what someone said, who, where, I read that 20 years ago. Most people's lives would change if they would just sit in a chair for 15 minutes every day alone with God. Their whole life would change, 15 minutes, just sitting in a chair. Here I am, Lord. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. How could you possibly, you and I, hear what the Lord is saying to us if we got a thousand things running through our mind? I noticed when I came early into the prayer time today around quarter after 12 uh, and, and I and, uh, sat over here and, and prayed, it took, it took a minute or two just to get my mind down. There's a little hyper little thing up there. Turn that button off. How many know what I'm talking about? Have you ever gone to pray and, and you're just busy, it's moving your mind and all of that. And then when it just, you slow down and, and just, oh yes, Jesus. From strength to strength, from grace to grace. Last word, 
if you're here today and you want to see your life change with more time sitting at his feet like Mary, you got to ask him to help you because I don't think any of us have the strength to do it on our own. Do I get an amen for that? Listen, Jesus went up on mountains and sometimes spent the whole night or he woke up before the sun came up and he was alone with the father. Could you please, does anyone think he was constantly talking all that time? So, Father, I need this, and I'm going over here, and I want to improve my house in Capernaum, and all that. No, he just sat at the Father's feet. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength at his feet. So let's close our eyes. Anybody here say, Pastor, that was for me. I want to start tonight. I want to sit at his feet. I want to take some moments here. Just no one's going to pray for me. I'm not going to do a thing except just sit and wait and tell him I love him every few moments. But I, I need to hear from the Lord. I need to know what to do. I know he has answers, but I have to slow down enough to listen. The one who believes in God shall not make haste. Martha was mad at Mary, but Jesus stuck up for Mary. No, Martha, there's a time to work, but she's chosen the better thing. What did she choose? To do nothing but listen and sit at his feet. So anybody here want to just come on up out of your seat? Stand up here, kneel, kneel, sit on the steps, whatever you want to do. Let's just pray for something else. I understand you're a couple visiting from England, is it? And you're staying for a while? And they're seeking after God for something, but I notice them praising God together. Father, I don't know them, but they love you, obviously. As they wait before you, speak that word that they need to hear, Lord. That word of faith, that word of victory, that word of direction, that word of wisdom, that word of comfort. Everything we need comes from you. And that's why Mary was so wise to just sit at your feet. So bless them. We receive them as brother and sister in Christ. Answer the cry of their heart, Lord. And all of us, Lord. I pray you'll begin to, the same spirit, Jesus, you had waiting on the Father, listening, that you would put it in our hearts and lives. Not us straining to do it, but flowing out of us because you're working in us. Not only do we need you to love others and We need you for everything, but we need you to even sit at your feet. We can't do that, Lord. We get too hyper, too distracted. We're like Martha. We want to have Mary, Lord. Lord, we pray you'll bless us getting home safely. Bless the offering that's going to be taken in the lobby or people giving online. Lord, please meet our needs. Speak to people. Provoke them to liberality. Bless our friends from England. We pray and we thank you that we can meet Pastor Key, Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan and his wife and that group. Bless them, Lord. Let them go back with the full blessing of Jesus on them. And thank you for everyone, Lord, here. We dismiss from each other, but not from your presence. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Turn around and give someone a hug, a handshake. Go and say hello to the folks from Florida or England.